the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Good morning, everybody. <clears throat> Welcome to the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayleigh here. Ann Clamp is there. Morning, Ann. You need some headphones, don't you? Well, you can hear otherwise, <laughs> can't you? I mean, I, you know, you can hear. <laughs> okay. I'll take care of it. I'll, I'll, just, I'll, I'll just sit right here. <laughs> well, I've got a, I've got a two-piece, or I'll give you one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> i got a bad ear anyway. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that's that's the voice of uh, the former Attorney General and Secretary of State and Deputy Chief <laughs> Counsel on the Senate Watergate Committee and the current uh, Secretary General of Gardening, and uh, Rufus a very good Edmiston. Friend. Yeah, he's a great guy. <laughs> Rufus, how are you? I'm as well as common. Well, it's yeah. common. You never heard I never, that? I have never heard that before. That, that's an old mountain saying, yes, yeah. about how they're doing well. I'm doing well as common. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, I don't. I never, Bar- I, don't, I never understood what that meant. Bart Bumgardner is uh, Orange County Horticulture Extension agent. You ever heard that before, Bart? In I all your not. travels? I certainly have not. I've never, never heard that term. So <laughs> I would have to look that one up. Oh. Okay. Yeah. The mountainside. Now, Andrea Lane lives in the mountains now, and uh, Andrea is a master gardener. Uh, you ever heard that before, Andrea? You know, of course, you've only uh, been there a few yeah, months. But I'm- I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my my ears open for that. <laughs> now, are well, you common. are you technically still a member of the Durham Extension Service Master Gardener Program, or have have y'all started Tec- started one up there? Yes, okay. yeah, technically through the end of this year, but um, we are well underway starting a program in Mitchell County. Oh, that's wonderful! Our applications. I'm I'm actually reviewing applications uh, with them next week for. Um, for a training class in, that begins in January. So, That's great. So yeah, moving along well. So and, uh, uh, have you ever done a show with Mart? No, and I'm so excited because I know Mart. Yeah, Mart, uh, <laughs> Andrea, as you know, uh, has was been with uh, Master Garden with Durham County for years and is now, I bet they, they don't want you to leave at all. Family. Yeah, well, that's good. Well, Durham County has a really good program, and and Andrea, I know they're going to really miss you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, definitely. But that's exciting that they they're kind of is this the first one Mitchell County's ever had? Yes. Oh wow, well, that's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, well, you've got a lot of knowledge to impart upon them. 
Yes. Well, we have. I think we have a good team um, because I know the Master Gardener program. Our new, the new agent here uh, knows, uh, you know, knows the area. He's native uh, to the county and also has degrees in horticulture and business. And then our extension agent, I mean, our extension director, um, is new to this county, but not new to Western North Carolina, and has 25 years experience with extension. So I think that's a nice combination of, of skills and experience to pull this off. Well, that's fantastic. And, and just to be able to, to, to cross-pollinate from, from one program that uh, was very, very successful to another program, uh, another location in the state will really be beneficial. Um, I'm sure that uh, the director and uh, the, the HORT agent there will really appreciate all your knowledge right. that you bring, bring on board. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And cross-pollinate. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, use it. I'm use thinking it. I'm going to steal all darn good ideas. <laughs> yeah. That's wonderful. You're getting applications. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. Well, I, I want to ask yeah. Andrea a question yeah. about Metro County. Metro, uh, sure. Andrea? Do, do yes. camellias grow there? Do camellias grow here? Do you no, know? I, I, I haven't really seen any. Um, I've looked into it myself a bit, and I'm a little, I'm a little leery about whether they would do well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, you know, and, and, you know, so when I look into whether it'll do well, I'm, of course, looking at my, my specific garden. And I live at 3,500 feet, so elevation. So that makes it, you know. That's that's iffy because they, uh, Boone is thirty five hundred feet. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. don't recall ever seeing any camellias in Watauga County. Mm. Right, right. But now in the, in the you know off off my mountain, <laughs> it's twenty five in the in town and around. It's twenty five hundred feet. So you know I have seen um, crepe myrtles. A few growing there. And oh wow! That maybe hmm. down at that level. You know, I think where my house is versus where you know the rest of the county is, um, it could be like a you know, I'm, I think I'm like a six A, and they might be six B or something. You know, but we don't stretch into seven in this area uh, as far as a hardiness zone. So yeah, so I have to let go of things like gardenias and camellias, which breaks my heart. Speaking of brakes, have you checked uh, the brakes on your vehicle? <laughs> yeah, Thirty-five hundred feet must be pretty steep. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I traded in my vehicle. Yeah, you have a Subaru. I moved here. That's good for snow, Subaru but now, yes. <laughs> oh no, they're good for they're good for steep too. Yeah. Okay. Well, you checked your legs yeah, exactly. the length of your legs. So That's right. One, if one is shorter, Andre. There's um, I I say there's as many Subarus around here as there are. Priuses in Chapel Hill. Oh, okay. Oh. Rufus was uh, was just asking if one one uh, of your legs is getting shorter than the other yeah. <laughs> since you're living in the yeah. mountains. Yeah. No, because you have to go up and then you have to go down. So yeah, they they, get, they even out. Right. Okay. Well, we're just wondering. That's what my wife used to tell me. She grew up on a dairy farm, and we'd ride through Virginia or someplace where there are a lot of pastures. Uh, mm-hmm. in, in you know, along seventy seven and so forth or eighty one and and you know you just she says those those cows have one one side is shorter yeah. than the other oh yeah yeah so, so Rufus confirms yeah. that yeah when they back, go the other way they got to back down <laughs> I tell you what though our chickens have started laying eggs how about That's that I didn't know you had chickens that. what kind yeah, do you have chickens. what what uh, variety uh, we have a 
speckled Sussex and a red star. So, Rufus, are you familiar with those? Well, You're a chicken man. I, I was. I guess that that red one's akin to the Rhode Island red, and the speckled one would be akin to a Dominecker. A Dominecker? I didn't. I have never heard of that either. Oh yeah, Dominecker's. You ever heard of that? I've seen well, speckled ones yeah. before. Yeah, they're actually they're quite lovely. I mean, I'm really growing to appreciate. Phil them. Campbell talks to hers. Do you talk? Uh, yeah. Are you talking to yours? Yeah. I sing to mine sometimes because I feel silly talking to them. So oh, I you sing. sing to them. If okay. you're happy and you know it, cluck like a chicken. Wow, they're aristocrats. <laughs> can you can you sing a line or two? Oh. I don't want, I don't want to put her on the spot. <laughs> so what color are the eggs? The eggs are brown. Brown eggs. Brown mm, eggs. Okay. They're, all of them are brown. Yeah, but yeah, they're both uh, breeds, I guess. Hmm. Um, so I, chickens were as hard to come by as other things this past spring, you know, in the garden. So right. The the breeds that my husband had chosen that gave us different colored eggs um, were were not available, so we ended up with brown eggs. But Phil, you know what? They taste just as good. <laughs> a friend of mine who was an announ- part time announcer here years ago, Phil Franklin, had that variety that they had kind of um, greenish, bluish type. Eggs, yeah, you know, I don't remember what variety. Look, truly, look like Easter eggs, you know. Wow! Like we 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 dye our Easter eggs, but yeah. these you know come out that way. So how many <laughs> how many chickens do you have? We have sixteen. Sixteen, Good wow. gracious! So so how many I are know. you getting getting a day? <laughs> well, they just started laying eggs. Uh, like I mean, like a week or two ago. So uh, we're right now we're getting four a day. Okay, all right, that's and they're good. They're pretty small. <laughs> they're pullet eggs. So, uh, and so you... not all of them are not all of them are female either. Four are uh, roosters. Oh, you have roosters. Yeah. Wow. Do they wake you that's up? Doodle do at five a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would that's... be great for you, Mike. Great, you get up early anyway. That's well, you know, I, I we have a we have a rooster that's uh, kind of a mascot on this show, and uh, he, he. I don't know if you ever noticed it or not, but this yes. that, that starts yeah. each hour is is our rooster. He's uh, he's getting a little <laughs> old and dropped a lot of feathers, but uh, ah. hopefully he'll. Okay. Well, when you. When you need another, you know, we, we're not going to be keeping all four. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a lot of lot of crowing. I mean, you, what, is it is it all day long? I mean, there's one in my neighborhood. Yeah. I don't. Well, he's far enough away. I don't hear him. But when I'm out walking, I hear him. Yeah. All gr- times of yeah. day. Yeah. You know, when I lived in Durham, we when I first moved to Durham, I had um, the family next door had fifty chickens. Ooh, wow. In the yard. Um, and you didn't, you know, I mean, you know, you hear things in neighborhoods and you get used to it. So it didn't seem bothersome. Um, and the, the, where we have them now, they real they literally are on the other side of the wall from our, our master bedroom. Oh, wow. But you know, around six o'clock I'm waking up anyway. So the fact that I hear them is, you know, it's not a big deal. That would be a problem for you, wouldn't it, Rufus? Well, not really, because I grew up on a farm and love the sound of neighbor, my neighbors have, oh, he has okay. Plymouth Rock, and this rooster crows all times of night. I didn't know I, that. I, I, I had heard you speak of that. I knew that you weren't an early riser. so I, I get up a lot in the middle of the night, just, but uh, I hear him. 
Yeah, I was at a neighbor's house the other day, and she, uh, we brought her some eggs, and um, and she mentioned she's uphill from us, uh, you know, a number of yards, and she mentioned that she hears the chickens, and I'm like, oh boy, thinking to myself, is that good or bad? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I think it's probably pretty calming, as unless yeah. the rooster is involved. I, I like the sound of a rooster. I really do. I mean, I, I do uh, occasionally. Not outside. No. <laughs> I cannot, but uh, I will tell you, just uh, outside the bedroom window, maybe a little bit close, though. (laughs) A little bit, a little bit close. Well, you know, in Durham, outside my bedroom window was somebody who uh, was a family who had a basketball court right there on their end of their garage. Oh, no. I would wake up to the bouncing of the basketball. Oh, wow. Wow. Early on a Saturday morning. And I've got to tell you, I prefer the chickens. Yeah. yeah. I think I I would too. I understand that. So uh, what have you been doing gardening-wise lately? Well, uh, I have been – have you ever heard of Google Culture? Say it again. Google Culture. Google? Google Culture. No. Mart may have. He's a worldly guy. I'm just – that's the layering? Is that – am I thinking correctly? That's the layering of, of, um, you know, sun and shade? Yes. Well, I, uh, no, it's the layering of it's like composting, uh, oh, in a row, I guess. Oh, okay. Uh, and and so so what here's so we built um, my husband built raised beds uh, for vegetable gardening, and uh, and they and he made them two feet high, so that we wouldn't have to you know we're getting old and we have lower back issues <laughs> we wouldn't have to uh, you know squat so much so. Uh, but, you know, filling a two-foot you know, bed that uh, is two feet high and 12, one is 12 by 8 and one is 12 by uh, – one is 4 by 12 and one is 4 by 8. Um, so that takes a lot of dirt. So the Hugel culture um, is, is putting a method where you put, uh, you know, big logs at the bottom of this, you know, this bed. You know, so you start with an empty bed, you put down – Big, bigger logs, you know, and then you put, um, start getting, you know, smaller, like layers, a layer of, uh, you know, you could put, um, uh, you know, dead plants that you pull out of your garden in the, in the uh, fall time. Um, uh, you can uh, fill in the spots with smaller branches. You know, you have big logs first, and then you have, uh, you know, consecutively smaller branches to lay in there. Um, we've put straw in there. You can put grass clippings in there. Um, you know, you're supposed to be, you know, ideally you're layering a brown, <clears throat> bigger particles to smaller particles as you rise, and uh, ground, uh, browns and greens layered like you would in a compost pile, ideally. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> throwing what? all sorts of stuff in there. So what, what wood? I mean, is there a particular wood that you'd prefer? For that, or um, for the logs, I don't or? know about that. I mean, we're just using what we can find. Yeah. So we raided. Uh, I was at the uphill neighbor's house because we were raiding his um, burn pile. Did he know that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's the neighborly thing to do here to let people raid your burn pile. <laughs> 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 and of course, we heat. Uh, of course, you don't know this necessarily, but. Um, we heat our house with wood in the winter. Not that we don't have heat, but we're, that's just something we're choosing to do. And on in our uh, finished basement, we only have a wood stove. There is no central heat down there. Yeah. 
So, so therefore, we have a lot of logs, um, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, we just, they're a mixture. They're, they're poplar, they're, there's oaks, there's locusts, you know, they're, uh, we purchased those logs. We have it. Um, yeah, I was going to ask if you were uh, spilling your own wood or, you're, wow, you know. <laughs> that would be. Yeah, no, we, we don't have that type of property. Um, our, um, uh, we do have a number of acres, but they're on a mountainside, literally. <laughs> so it would be difficult to, uh, you know, we'd have to hike into the forest and <laughs> cut down the trees and, yeah. and haul them back. And we don't have a lot of huge, huge trees on our property because, learned, learned this again, talking to neighbors, um, about a decade ago, maybe a little bit more, 12 years ago, um, just uh, the property was logged before our house was built. And, um, and so that kind of explains a lot because when we've been, you know, walking around on our property up in the, in the wooded areas where, you know, we see a lot of very small trees, not, not a lot of old growth trees. Yeah. So that's. So the understories are coming back. Right. That's really interesting. This whole, this whole thing. Is it Oogle culture? Kugel. H-U-G-E-L. Kugel. Kugel culture. Okay. Google That's culture. really interesting. I've and never so heard that is, mentioned on this show or any place else. I'm, I'm, uh, well, I'm hey, intrigued. I'm, I'm happy to you, bring you a first. Uh, yeah, you definitely did, and so that's uh, yeah. That maybe. But the whole idea, the idea of it is that it slowly decomposes. Yeah. And those logs help absorb um, the moisture and hold on to moisture. Uh-huh. So, yeah, uh, you know, at the very at the very top, the last six inches or so, you are filling it with with dirt or some kind of soil then. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a new concept. We're trying it out. I'll keep you posted. Yeah, please yeah. do. I just uh, pulled it up on uh, Wikipedia, and it says uh, it's a German word for meaning uh, culture of hill culture. Um, it's said to have okay. been uh, practiced in the German and Eastern European societies for hundreds of years. So that's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Well, Rufus, I'm surprised somebody of years somebody on the mountain. Ingenuity. I, I was telling Rufus, I, I'm surprised somebody in the mountains around Boone hadn't hadn't done that when you were growing up. Well, I think they <laughs> substituted the sawmill uh, sawmill dust for it. <laughs> that, that, well, they were they were built of better stock, and they had lots of children to tend. Yeah, those that's right. Yard hardy of, people of, that, that of rows. That's true. That, <laughs> they didn't that, start doing this when they were like. Almost 60. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have to turn it occasionally? No. Andrea? No. It, it decomposes it from the bottom up instead yeah. of the other yeah. way. Well, yeah, from so, the, well, the smaller particles, though, Mark, wouldn't they? Decompose? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Much faster yeah. um, because they've got the, the, the air and the, the culture, uh, the bacteria and stuff that are uh, in the ground. Right. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you're... So and you're and so you're 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 uh, encouraging all of those good microorganisms that would that are generally in your compost pile to be in your raised bed. Whereas if you just filled it with you know purchased soil, right, it would take a lot longer for those microorganisms to get there. No, mm. plus it would it would break the bank to fill that much space with purchased soil. Well, um. I, I do know uh, a couple farmers, and, and you know, you, you mentioned, and I said, God, I, I've heard the word, but I just couldn't remember what it was. Um, 
and what I was thinking about, um, I've got uh, one of my clients actually is using that as well. Uh, he's got all this mm-hmm. biomass that that he had um, as he as he cleared some some land. And he just kind of mounded it up and, and then put dirt on top of it and straw. And then he's planted, uh, you know, kind of like pockets, um, you know, with, uh, with, with small plants yes. and stuff like that. And what it does is those, those plant roots help break down the, uh, the organic matter. And uh, right. it also right. is great for, for uh, soil erosion because you can make swells with it. Uh, and, and hold water. You can put it on a slope, and it really will hold the water back. And uh, has and it also gives you some texture in the in the garden. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. I, I'm glad so you're using that. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. So we're you know we're modifying a bit because we're doing it in a raised bed, um, and traditionally it was a freestanding thing. Mm-hmm. That's a brush pile. I mentioned <laughs> like, like a brush pile. <laughs> yeah, like a brush pile. <laughs> like a brush pile. But uh, but that's. That that wouldn't have a yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna take a break and dirt. we're gonna take a break and be back with more of the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back on WPTF. Talk about interesting things this morning: chickens and hugel court culture. Hugel court culture. I can't say it. I've got to practice. I'm a professional. I'm a professional radio announcer. I should be able to to snap that right off. So, Rufus Rufus doesn't remember that from the mountains, but he's he's going to. Uh, I'm sure search far and near his memory, and surely somebody did it up there. Brush pile. Well, we didn't we, we didn't mean to, Brush but we pile. did it. <laughs> yeah. Brush All right. Pile. Well, you know, once upon a time, I threw a hosta on a brush pile, and uh, a month later, it was kind of growing cockeyed, but it was growing. How about that? Well, that's really good. That's a, good gardeners can do things like that. Just throw a plant out there, and it roots. It just grows. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I told yeah, Mark yeah. a while ago, Andrew. I had a decomposing stump, and I kept adding a little. Uh, dirt to it, yeah. and I grew the best cantaloupes yeah. out of that thing you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Why cantaloupes? I just thought that fit very well. <laughs> <laughs> oh me, burpee, so, burpee hybrid. Oh, hmm. tasted good, huh? Oh Lord, yes. Hmm. So, Mark, uh, what's going on with the Orange County Extension Service? Well, uh, as I was telling you um, before the show. There's uh, lots going on since the last time uh, that, that I was on the air. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we've moved into our new building, which is, uh, is it's absolutely wow. f- a, a fabulous building. Um, it's called the Nor- On the Northern Campus. Uh, we've named it after uh, a retired uh, and, and uh, now deceased um, uh, extension agent, uh, Bonnie B. Davis is the, the name of our building. Oh, wonderful. And um, the, the, fa- the facility is fabulous. We... Um, are really enjoying it. We're we're uh, starting to to have some meetings uh, where we can social distance in our multi-purpose room, and we actually have a boardroom that's uh, beside it. And the two can um, two rooms. There's a wall that's uh, 
semi-permanent that you can move um, to open it up into one large space. And we just recently got all the uh, the sound system up and operating, and so that's that's good news. Yeah. Um, and so we're we're having a few meetings like uh, pesticide uh, continuing education classes there. Um, but uh, we're 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 up and running. Um, we're still taking soil samples. Uh, the doors open at five, uh, or I'm sorry, eight in the morning, and they close at five. So they're on electronic timer, so people can come in and and drop off their soil samples. And uh, by the way, I just wanted to make this uh, announcement that just a reminder that soil samples uh, are free up until uh, the end of November, and then people will have to start paying. So if you haven't taken your soil samples yet, you need to go ahead and. Uh, get your soil samples taken, uh, and then it, it, there's a period from December 1st through through the end of March or, or April 1st where you have to pay. It's four dollars a sample. So so go and ahead. That's and get because your, farmers. Uh, that's right. That's I the mean, they really time. have an onslaught of that's right soil samples. Uh, I was at the uh, soils lab, and and I want to say that uh, um, that that the reason that it, they have actually increased their time limit. It used to be two weeks about. About two weeks ago, they upped it to, to two to three weeks now is the turnaround time. And I want to say the reason for that is because of the state fair. People come from all over the state came to the state fair, and they dropped off their soil. <laughs> How about that? I'm glad uh, there's still a free lot of, trip and st- a lot of <laughs> so, farmers still going oh, to the state fair. Yeah. How about that? So, so uh, if you guys out there uh, in uh, that can hear me uh, and you haven't taken your soil samples, and go ahead and get those done and uh, get them to the extension office uh, or get them to the lab in Raleigh if you're if you're here in Wake County or wherever. And uh, to save that uh, that money and, and understand your, your wait time is going to be a little bit longer. And the closer we get to that deadline, uh, it will push it even further to the right. I, like I said, I saw trucks coming in with, with loads of, of soil samples. So uh, Wow. Let me ask you a question, Mark. I have a lot of people ask me about how, what distance do you use in between the soil samples you take? How how often in terms of, of time period? No, well, I'm talking about the distance. Okay. Say you're, you're in a, a plot as big as this room, which is about 20 by 20. Okay. How many different spots in that plot would you that's a test? That's a great question. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what, I, what I tell clients is, is it's dependent upon how, if, if everything is being used the same way, if, if, for example, that 20 by 20 is a garden bed, uh, vegetable gardens, then you do a random sample. Uh, across uh, all over that area, and you may take 8, 10, 20, up to 20 samples if you're t- using a core sampler uh, that has about a half-inch, uh, three-quarter-inch bore, you'd take about 20 samples. But it's just, uh, and it's 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 in the root zone. So if you're growing grass, it's four to six inches, uh, no deeper than six inches because that's the root zone. But if you're growing something like uh, vegetables where you have carrots, you want to go a little bit deeper, down to about eight to eight eight inches. It would be about the depth you want to go. But you're taking a, a random sample at multiple locations, and you're going to put it in a bucket, stir it up, so it's a com- a composite. So you'd make one sample out of that twenty by twenty. Oh, okay, okay. Including well, I, areas that you may be having some problems. Okay, well, if you're going to have a pro- if you have a problem area, that's different. That would be different okay. because what you're trying to do is you're trying to to identify why that area is a problem area. So you don't want to mix up that area, that problem area, with the air, with the other area. So you can take a look and say, hey. You know, hey, maybe there's maybe there's something going on. If you have a problem area that may be a four by four foot square, for example, 
then you would take a, take enough sa- enough samples, maybe four or five samples, and stir them up from that area in a bucket, and then take a handful of that and put that in the box. Uh, most people don't realize this, but there's a red line on the uh, soil sample box. Uh, that's a minimum line. That's not a maximum line. So you can have more than that, but you don't want to have less than that. So fill that box all the way up so that uh, they have enough soil to, to test it when they get to the lab. I've, I've, I've seen people put just, you know, less than half a cup and um, just they didn't get all the results. They will, they will go ahead and test it with what the soil they have. Uh, but if they don't have enough, they may not be able to run all the tests that, that are needed for that uh, sample. So make sure you get enough soil in there. But um, again, we're talking about different beds. Um, if you have a, a, I tell people, for example, if they have a, a pasture uh, and it's five acres, you know, four to five acres, then you can have one sample, but you have different uh, sample plugs coming from that area in random locations uh, as long as the, as the pasture is pretty uniform. Um, if there's something that separates the pasture, say there's a stream that runs through it, the land on both sides of that stream are going to be a little bit different. So I would make a separate sample for, for those different on the different sides of the stream because the, the soil type may be a little bit different or the, the, um, how, how, as long, it really depends on how you're going to treat it. If you're going to treat it all the same way, uh, then you could, theoretically, you could com, uh, make that a composite sample. Now, when you when you mix all these different areas up, assuming you're not coming from a bad area, do you take the grass roots out and the, the absolutely? Other roots? You, they don't want to. They don't want the organic matter that uh, will will skew the results, uh, such as um, any, you know the, the the root layer. You don't want to have the roots that are in there. You don't want to have rocks and gravel and stuff like that because that that stuff is is not really soil. It's not something that uh, it's not really a growth medium. So you want to okay. take remove that. Okay. Very good. Let's uh, talk to Don in Fuquay Verena. Don, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning to you. Yes, sir. Thank you very much for waiting. I have a question regarding red raspberries. All right. I, I have, like they're some. good. <laughs> I have red raspberries in my garden, and I want to relocate the red raspberries to a different location in the garden. Is this the time of year to do it? The uh, the best time to well a raspberry is a cane fruit. Um, the best time to do it would be uh, when they're starting to to break bud and and uh, actively growing in the spring would be the best time to do that. If I if I don't want to wait until spring, can I can I do it yet this fall without? Uh... You you could you could but uh, understand um, you 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 want to try to get it in uh, you want to get it established uh, so so do it sooner than later. Don't wait till till. <laughs> well. If you come out and help me this afternoon, we'll get it today. Wait a minute. <laughs> you, you, you're complicating everything, Don. Yeah, you, yeah. you call up and you ask when to do it, and then you tell us you want to do it today. Well, I thought, I thought you were a full-service state. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> well, if you'd done it, if you'd asked us last week, we were in Fuquay. Rufus and I could have gone out there and helped you. Well, it's like people, I'll, I'll give them some tomatoes I've grown and say, well, here they are. Come get them. They say, no, bring them to me. <laughs> <laughs> Good gracious, Don. Uh, wh- what else can we do for you? Well, can, I, can I ask a question about yeah. your, your raspberries? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, how long have you had them? Oh, and, they've been there for three or four years. And how successful are you with them? Uh, they aren't doing as well as they should, but in that location, that's why I want to move them. They're not getting quite enough light, and uh, they 
having too much competition, I think, with other things. So Okay. And the reason I'm asking that, uh, this this part of the state, we, we kind of have a, a tough time because they, they need more of a chilly uh, temperature. And, uh, I, you know, one, that's one of those things that, that people ask me all the time about growing raspberries in, uh, in Orange County. Um, and I, I discourage it because uh, they just don't get the chilling hours that they need. Um, but uh, I'm glad to hear that you are having some success, uh, you know, limited success, and understand, you know, the reason that you're moving them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they were doing really well until the last few years, and I guess I've maybe ignored them enough. I'm having really good success with black raspberries also. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know. And, and um, I know our, our temperature, our, our patterns are changing, our weather patterns are changing a little bit. And, uh, you know, uh, for example, you know, people say, you know, right now it's not the time to continue to overseed or, you know, your, your lawns. But, uh, um, you know, I think our weather patterns are shifting a little bit to the right and, and our, our, you know, the last, the last, the best planting date, I think, is shifting probably a little bit. And that's kind of why I was asking about the uh, raspberries. Well, I think I'll try to get them moved because uh, they. I don't think I want to wait until spring because they need to get established yet. They still got time to get established here this fall, I think. So. Okay. Well, good luck with them. Thank yeah, excellent. I'm. I'm glad you called us, Don. And I'm sorry you didn't come out to to say hello last week when we were at uh, the Garden Hut. Well, I was a little bit busy last week, and I I couldn't get out there. I'm sorry, but. Uh, Thank you for the response here to my questions today. Yes, sir. And thank you for calling. Good day. Bye-bye. Well, Don, uh, Mike, Mike, speaking of somebody named Don, let me give a shout-out to my friend Don Vaughn in Greensboro, who's former state senator. Yes. And a, a wonderful guy. He is a, a fervent listener. Talked oh, to wow. Him, That's Talked wonderful. to him yesterday. And... Uh, He's, he just really believes in the weekend gardener. Well, I, I appreciate that, Senator. Good gracious. We got Charlie Albertson down in down east. Yeah. They, they Don served, Vaughn. They Senator, served together. Yeah, Senator Don Vaughn in Greensboro. You ought to call us sometime, Don, if you're listening. Absolutely. We'd love to to hear from either Senator. And, and he's a member of the Wake County Chitlin Club, too, my friend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Esteemed member. I'm I sure. saw... Uh, Mart here, he just he heard Chitlin's. He went, "Yay!" <laughs> he did. I he just did. saw that. Yeah. Well, yep. you can tell he That's grew right. up. He can tell he grew up on them. Well, I I didn't grow up on them, but but I I have had them. Yeah. Um, and I thought they were quite quite tasty. He's 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 a man with a plan. Oh, okay. he certainly is. <laughs> he's already passed test number one. He is. <laughs> More of the weekend gardener coming up. We'll talk with our friend Rose Rhodes and Bobby V. Coming up. listening to the longest running gardening show on the radio it's the wptf weekend gardener with mike ann and rufus it's eight fifty-five. <clears throat> excuse me more of the weekend gardener now with uh, rose rhodes morning rose are you <coughs> we're doing well first of all i want to thank your daughter for sending uh, books uh your your book is uh plant propagation a primer and i have uh uh, given out a couple of them. I didn't give out uh, any last week. We were on remote, but uh, I, I will um, continue giving those out. And I, you know, for some reason, I 
I can't find the email that she sent me. I don't know if it was on Facebook or or where. Uh-huh. So when uh, when we finish the call, I want you to to let Jason, our producer, if you could uh, give us give uh, give him your um, or her email, so I can write her and thank her. Okay, I publicly that. thanked her, but I haven't uh, privately thanked her. That'll be good. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Excuse me. Uh, did you want me to tell you what I want to tell you? <laughs> well, it, the uh, the lady, the lady, gentle lady from Princeton has the floor. <laughs> I wanted to tell you what I have right now, and that's the Camellia sinensis tea, mm-hmm. and the uh, bees just love that. It, it's a good pollinator. Yeah. yeah, I I think I have one plant. Really. Is that have, the the real tea plant? Yeah. Do you have a synopsis? absolutely? And yeah. the thing the thing has grown beyond almost control. It has small flowers on and, it, very, uh, very small. It, it is probably twelve by ten. <laughs> is, is yours that big, Rose? Yeah, mine's not quite that big, but it's it's almost as tall as I am, five six or something too. And I'm yeah. sure you have some of those. Oh yes, it I'm, must it must have a, a thousand bees on it. That's exactly right, and I have beehives, and they just love this in the winter. I don't think I ever remember you saying you had beehives. That's well, I don't talk about it much. <laughs> I'm afraid they'll get mad. <laughs> well, uh, so, uh, do you talk to your bees? Well, I tell them not to bother me when I'm out near there, and that so far they haven't. Yeah, Andrea <laughs> sings to her chickens. Do you have chickens too? No, my husband wouldn't let me have them. Oh, okay. Oh. How about he that? wouldn't let me do anything else except have chickens. Okay. But anyway, the other plant that I have is uh, just a regular camellia dicogera. Okay. Oh, yes, beautiful. first blooming in my yard. Dicogera? Dicogera. 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 Uh, if I pronounce that right. And that's a wonderful one. for And it's, mine is blooming right now. Wow, okay. And it's like a pink and white variegated. Rufus, you have any deca? I certainly do. My, mine has a little uh, thin rim of white around it. Okay. And just a just a beautiful thing. Yeah, I like it because it's so early. Yeah. Well, of course, Rufus has had a Rufus has had a Yuletide blooming for how long, Rufus? Almost a month. Yeah. yeah. I have that too, and it's just mine is enormous. I had, and I need to cut it back. It's too near the house. That sure is a pretty red and yellow, though, Wonderful. for those things. Right. Yeah, I love the blooms on those. And the other thing that I have blooming is the angel trumpet or dicogura or something, or bergmansia. 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 And that has over 30 blooms this morning. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, Teresa, our friend Teresa from uh, the Fuquay area, I saw we saw her, uh, the, the fast-driving lady, <laughs> was... <laughs> She she was has a bunch of angel trumpets out at her house. I just can't get mine rose to live over the winter. I, they, well, I just cut mine back. Well, I've I've had some that'll live two or three years, and I try to mulch them, and then they'll just sort of die out. Oh, I don't know about. Well, maybe you live too far north. <laughs> well, he's north of the farmers. No, he's south of the farmers yeah, market. I'm, I'm, <laughs> well, he ought to be all right. <laughs> yeah, he ought to be. I'm not holding my mouth right. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, but that's what I wanted you to know today. <laughs> well, Ms. Rose, you timed it perfectly. we got to go to news. And you stay on and give your uh, daughter's email address to our okay, producer. Okay, I can get Thank that. You. I'll be right here. All right, okay. we'll be back.